So if you're in business and you have some kind of dashboard or if you have a KPI tracker or if you have a whiteboard up, again, things like, am I drinking two, three litres of water a day? That's a great habit. Track it. It's easy to do or it's easy not to do, but you are in control of that choice and never, ever think that you're not. Don't bullshit yourself saying, no, but I just do it automatically. You do it automatically because you've not broken that habit. You need to bring it into the forefront and take charge. There's a saying, and again, I probably, I'm, I'm not going to get it word for word here, but when someone says to me, tell me what you're doing every day, and I'll tell you where you'll be in a year. You've said that to me for like two and a half, three years. I remember you saying that to me back when you were living in London, and we were talking about it. I think, I think it's really important that everyone understands that this stuff is personal. Just, just remember, right, your habits aren't necessarily as clear-cut as you would think, but remember, your habits formulate everything okay your behaviors your thought processes your emotions every single bit of your being is habitual who wants to be an entrepreneur this isn't a quiz show this is reality a real life discovery of what it really takes to be an entrepreneur Welcome to a new season of podcast episodes of personal and business coaching topics and techniques around the three pillars of HEW, health, excellence, and wealth. HEW is introducing guests to the Who Wants to Be an Entrepreneur show based on their own personal experiences, a full real-life account of trials and tribulations of what it takes. Hello and welcome to the Who Wants to Be an Entrepreneur podcast with myself, Helen Williams, and my co-presenter and business partner, Lauren Brady. Uh, This is episode 090, so number 90 in the charts of the library. I hope you have been going back through and listening to uh, all of the historical episodes and taking lots and lots of value from it. We are bringing to you this week an episode, actually, that we recorded on one of our Instagram series, all about success habits. Really powerful, uh, short episode here uh, of about 30 minutes. So uh, make sure that you've got a a 30-minute walk or a run or something like that or a commute that you can uh, tune into and hear all about success habits. And I know full well that success habits are sometimes rammed down our throat and there could be hundreds and hundreds of different things. Try this, do this, try this, do this. However, we just want to say that it is possible to just define a short amount of success habits that can make all the difference. And the main difference being is that they are designed for you. We don't want you to be overwhelmed by some form of miracle morning before seven o'clock and before all the working day starts. It is finding the solution and the right methodology that works for you in terms of your habits. Dig into this, get tuned in and let us know how you get on. Let's get, let's get cracking then. Success habits, Lauren. Um, what, 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 what I just want to say, what you're not going to get from us, just to manage expectations here, is a top five list of what we are telling you to do on a daily basis as your success habits. Because unfortunately, there are so many more than five. There are shitloads of success habits. You know, you can just stick it into Google. You can stick it uh, into any of the um, bookshops, into Audible. You are absolutely inundated with tips and advice over what habits you need to be adopting. The thing is, we're going to be explaining over this uh, process of this live on how to understand them, why they're important, and how best then you can start adopting them 
that works for you. Because just taking like what you've just said about your food, right? Yeah. That's a success habit for you. It's the oh, fact yeah, that you know when you need to eat. You know what you need to eat. You know when you need to eat. You know what's non-negotiable. And that becomes habitual. That becomes your behavior that serves you through your working day. It serves you through your energy. And it serves all the people around you. Because then <laughs> yeah. we don't have to put up with your uh, bad temper and angry Yeah, it's, and just, it's just the whole, like, are you listening? Like, no, I'm thinking about food. So I, I need yeah. to go eat. <laughs> you, you've teed me up really well there. That's my dog. When, when I'm talking about awareness around your habits, here's the thing. A lot of people say, you know, I don't have very good habits or I don't have habits. And the reality is we do all have them. And so much of it we're going to talk about here is things that we just do automatically on autopilot mode. But the yeah. thing that's important is being aware of whether your habits are working for you. Like I say, you teed me up perfectly there with the case of, you know, people say, you know, you must get up at this time, you must exercise at this time, you must spend X amount in your emails, X amount. Per... It just depends on what your goal is. It depends what outcome you're looking to achieve. So again, if you'd ask me what habits I needed this month compared to six months ago, even compared to five years ago, the habits I needed then for the goal were very, very different. So yeah. the first thing I'm going to say with awareness is asking yourself a load of questions is, are my current habits helping me or are they hindering me? Do they feel good? Do I feel like I'm moving in the direction that I want to be going in? Assessing and critiquing them, but not talking about being really negative with yourself and not talking about getting all, you know, beating yourself up and getting real negative with your internal dialogue. But having that, having that assessment and again, just taking a step back and looking at it and going, Am I aware of my habits? Am I aware of whether they're helping me move forward? Is they're hindering me or not? Here's one that, and this is this is me because I'm quite, I quite like structure. I quite like, not just routine, but I like to be able to see things as I'm doing them. The way that I learned this is to have a look at some kind of habit tracker. Because at the end of the day, what gets measured gets managed. Now, I'm not talking about writing down every minute of your life in six minute intervals. You know, we work <laughs> with a lot of people who work in industries where they have to be so managed on their time for billing and clients and everything like that. I'm not talking about that. But maybe look at three to five areas that you want to then track as a habit tracker. There's an amazing amount of information out there. The one that I recommend to everyone, friends, family, business, is Atomic Habits by James Clear. And he actually has a downloadable free tool on his website. If you just Google Atomic Habits tools or templates, it's something like that. And it's just a habit tracker. So sometimes when we when we speak to clientele and you'll know this, they'll go, I'm just not even aware what kind of habits are helping me, what's holding me back. Just have a look at it. So if you're in business and you have some kind of dashboard or if you have a KPI tracker or if you have a whiteboard up, again, things like, am I drinking two, three litres of water a day? That's a great habit. Track it. Am I sleeping six, eight, nine hours a day, whatever it is I need? So picking some habits that are fundamental and then really looking at tracking them as if you were tracking it for your business. I look at parents, and I know we've got a few people on this live right now, who, you know, they know how to track their kids' mood, energy, input, because they go, have they eaten their dinner? Have they had a snack every two hours? Have they slept properly? Have, you know, have they drank, you know, the sippy cup of the water and the rest of it? And you track your kids' habits because you realise how important it is to them being happy, listening, all of those things that go with, you know, toddlering and parenting. So treat yourself the same. And that all starts with awareness. So big thing is it's not about getting down a rabbit hole, but just asking yourself, am I aware of what my habits are? And if you're not, starting to track them is a really good way. Yeah, Perfect. I mean, we always say that awareness is key and it's the first step of absolutely everything. 
Um, so just for me to come in then to follow that on nicely at point number two is what are you actually aiming for? Hmm. What are you wanting to achieve? Like, let's get all of your, and some people don't know this at the beginning, but they have some kind of indication. So it's a case of looking at what your goals are and what you want out of your life, your business, your relationship, and setting it out and putting your store out. What is the top line goal that you want to achieve? What is your vision? What are your uh, idealistic views and results that you want to claim from something as yours, as your result, as your outcome? And then that's the top line. So we basically we reverse engineer it and chunk it down. And when we do that, what we do with that, then it identifies what we need to be working on. It identifies exactly then what we need to be doing. And what we need to be doing often then comes into the habitual formings that we need to make sure that we can apply ourselves in that way. Yeah. And what we what we try to do is we look at it in terms of, oh, I've got to be doing this. And we run down, like you just said about rabbit holes, we run down this rabbit hole when we're doing this. When, when absolutely, right, that could be a good habit to form, but it's got absolutely jack shit to do with your goal, what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, well, well, put it into put it into perspective over what do you want to achieve? Reverse engineer that. And what do you need to do step by step by step by step to get you to the castle in the sky, what you want to achieve? And like, <laughs> it, it sounds really it sounds really simple when you look at it like that. Yeah. And I don't want to kind of oversimplify things. But unfortunately, as humans, we try to change the world overnight. We try to yeah. do everything all in one go. And we become overwhelmed by it. And if yeah. we just if we just start reversing it backwards and putting that plan in place, we match up what we need to be doing in terms of action with our habits. And then this becomes formed behaviour as we go. But remember, you can't do everything all at once. So really, no. really look at that. You can't achieve all your goals in one go. Your goal that you set today might take 12 months, 18 months, two years, five years, 10 years to achieve. Therefore, that tells you you can't do it all in one go. So all the habits and all of the small elements of behaviours and the things that you've got to chip away at every single day up to that 12-month, 10-year goal, whatever it is, is yeah. going to mean that you need to put that behavioural context behind it, which which does form of your habits. Yeah, it sounds so simple, Helen, even as you're saying it. Like, I'm nodding along here going, yeah, yeah. The example that came into my mind as you were saying in terms of the goal, and I don't know, this is kind of a real life one to take it outside of business. Me and Helen talk all the time about food. We both really like nice food. We both really enjoy cooking. But here's the thing, right? Depending on what our goal is, depends on our habits around what we're currently doing with nutrition. So if our goal is to train for a half marathon or is to train for like some kind of strength event, then the goal and the habits we need around food are different. If our goal is to perfect our cooking technique and we're completing a French cooking course, then the goal is different. So the habits that we need around our nutrition is different. So it's one thing and it can change over time. Which leads me to go in. Lauren, that's why you need to be that's why you need to be aware of what you're wanting to achieve, what you're aiming towards, because then your your goals actually then formulate what your habits are. Because it's your habits that's going to create the outcome to that goal. Totally, totally. So the good news is, and the next kind of diversion on here in this conversation is we are all creatures of habit and it's something that I think when we turn the light on, it's like you know when you start to um when you start to really 
focus on anything, whether it be a certain part of your personal development, a certain part of your business. When you turn the light on in a room that's previously been dark, you're like, oh, okay, I can see a lot more now. The really great news is, as humans, we, we, we do so much subconsciously. And we do so much without thinking. You know, if you think about all the habits, you know, that we, you know, pretty much everybody has, you know, the waking up, going to the bathroom, brushing your teeth, drink of water, putting the kettle on. We are just creatures of habits. Now, this is not to make anyone feel like they're living on autopilot. And so how do I change it? But the great thing is all of this is learned behavior. Yeah. The habits that we currently have that are serving us or maybe not serving us so well. You know, it's funny, I was speaking to um, my husband the other night and we've got into a habit over lockdown um, of just having something sweet every night at half seven, 8 p.m. And, uh, you know, I said to him, as we were eating a bag of little crunchy bites, if anyone's ever is, is new to trying crunchy bites, my God, they, these things are addictive. I said, this is a habit now. I said, every night about half seven, my brain thinks like something sweet now just before I sort of turn my blue light off and my mobile device off and you know start winding myself down so it is all learned behavior we can change that again so I'm like little things but instead of me having a bag of crunchies every single night which is just not needed and is not in line with my goal I get myself a cup of tea or I get myself you know a yogurt and it's such a simple substitute and that is a big thing with habits is it's all about making sure that it's not about just stopping your habit but it's often about replacing it and changing the way that you're doing it. So it takes practice. It takes a lot of patience and you have to persevere. Um, habits can be learned. They can be changed. And the good news is we're creatures of them. So once we start adapting, it will adapt and come back around again. Yeah. I think I think that's, that's really key that you've said that it takes pra- practice, patience, perseverance. And that, you know, that's what we say about everything that you're applying. Yeah. This not going to just change instantaneously and you know we because we do have habits and quite often than not we've been creating habits or you know things are happening for us that we've that we've actually then programmed for the last 10 years 20 years 30 years of our lives we've got to then undo all of that we've got to reprogram it we've got to we've yeah. got to reset the agenda um so it's important that you know we know exactly what we're going for and we know exactly then what we need to apply with it within the practice mm. realms, within the patient's realms, and within the persistent realms, because it's not going to be easy, but the, which when, that, that nicely cues myself up to the facts of number four, is um, habits are actually easy to do or easy not to do. Go on. Let me explain that. It's because it's a choice, <laughs> right? Things are a choice in the first place. When we talk about habitual behaviour, when we talk about things that, you know, you automatically then start coming up of, of, oh, my brain's expecting a sweet treat then at 7.30, or you just think about thinking, it's it's become um, basically an unconscious choice now. You've programmed yourself that you are unconscious of it, but your your mind is still being programmed into delivering in that way because... You've taken the choice in the first place. You've always had that choice. So when people say, oh, no, I just do it automatically. Well, no, stop bullshitting yourself, right? You might do it automatically now, but you've taken, you've made the choice in the first place. You've always had that choice, left or right, yes or no, shall I do it, shall I not? You've always had that choice. And this is the thing with your habits, right? If you are, if you are breaking bad habits or you are creating new habits, you still have that choice. Empower yourself with that. 
Okay, you've got to bring it to the forefront of your mind, but it's easy to do and it's easy not to do. And that is because it is a quick split decision there of a conscious decision in an instant of yes or no, left or right. You know, what should I do? What's right? What's wrong? And you know, intuitively, you know. But it's it's about what's gonna it's it's about what's gonna take over at that point in terms of your mindset, in terms of the, the, the demon, the cheerleader, your chimp that we need to pack back on his box and, and everything else. But that's that's one for another day. But it's easy to do and it's easy not to do, right? And this is the concept that I really took on board from um, reading uh, The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. Mm-hmm. Fantastic book. If you've not read it, then do uh, do get stuck into that. But it's basically that concept of the fact that you are doing the smallest things in terms of your habits every day. Water. You think, fucking hell, big wow, Helen. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about water for in terms of success? Like, put it into perspective. Yeah. It is the smallest things that you can choose yeah. to either do or don't that compounded with several other smaller things that you choose to do or not to do that is the real game changer not one single success habit is going to change your life several of them done right and done consistently are going to change your life but here's the thing it's easy to do or it's easy not to do but you are in control of that choice and never ever think that you're not don't bullshit yourself saying, no, oh, but I just do it automatically. You do it yeah. automatically because you've not broken that habit. You need to bring it into the forefront and take charge. Yeah, brilliant. And do you know what? Again, use that example that I gave there personally. Like, it's funny. I have the choice. Like, when Mr. Brady walks in with his little pack of crunchy bites, it's still my choice. It's always my choice to put the hand in the bag of chocolates. Like, it's, it's absolutely. And it's, oh, you know, sometimes that, it's one that... Um, when you can say it, it depends on what channel you're on receiving. So if you're on a very defensive channel of receiving that, or if you're feeling quite um, sensitive in some of these habits and in these areas right now, me or Helen or anyone else in your environment saying it is your choice, isn't it? You know, again, I remember being kind of hit with that, being like, it is still your choice, Lauren. It doesn't matter whether it's your environmental impact. It doesn't matter if you've been doing it a long time. If you continue to do it, it's still a choice there and then. Which rounds up nicely is number five, okay, with habits. Don't try and reinvent the wheel. This is something that I see in particular with entrepreneurs when they're looking at habits that they need to work for them and they they try and pick another route because they think that will suit them better. And here's the thing, we're all about individuality. We're all about, you know, please, you know, um, test the model, um, build it, learn from it, keep going and going and going. But there are certain habits of people who are successful that you simply can't ignore. It's just impossible to ignore. You could just put, whether it be 100 people, and again, definition of success, your definition of success, people who are successful in business, people who are successful in relationships, in family, in, you know, in their charity work, whatever that is, put all of them up there in a line and there will be things, there'll be habits that they have. And again, Google can give you the answer to that. Well, you know, things like valuing themselves, making sure that they put themselves first, making sure that their health is a priority, making sure that they, you know, they have a habit of listening. They have a habit of communicating clearly. These are all things that we just cannot deny. So the great news is you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You can continue to look at people who've gone before you and listen to people who've gone before you who've gone, I tried that habit. You know, one of the things, you know, I spoke about really publicly and 
the podcasts um, and on lives is when I first ran a business, you know, we were in the habit of working really hard and that was great and it served us for a very long time. But four or five years in, not eating well, you know, going to the pub four nights a week, you know, not putting our health first, that habit then didn't serve the goal and it really derailed me. And I've seen lots of people in that same industry not have the longevity to be able to, you know, to, to achieve the goals and dreams that they wanted to do. So it's really understanding that what habits do people around you long term long term we're not talking about cutting something out for seven days or 90 days or you know living like in a way that doesn't align with what makes you happy so and um, helen you mentioned this already but change is a choice and that choice is within your control so looking at what other people are doing it's not a case of comparison but do look at it and go if, if success if their version of success mirrors yours look at their habits and, and, and replicate them and have the patience and um, practice again and again. You have to persevere. Again, when we, Helen, I know this is something for you that you will eye roll at, but your people go, yeah, I tried the getting up early thing. It didn't work. Cool. You might not be an early riser, but does that mean you're working later in the evening and you're, you're actually using the habit to your advantage? Or, oh, I tried going to the gym or I tried exercising and then this happened and then this happened. We've just got to really understand that it is our choice and it is it is something that we can take control over when I, I, there's a saying and again i probably i'm, I'm not going to get it word for word here but when someone says to me tell me what you're doing every day and i'll tell you where you'll be in a year yeah. let me look at your habits on a day-to-day basis and i'll tell you where you'll be in 12 months time but let me look yeah. at what your habits currently are now mm-hmm. and if they're not serving you short term i can tell you exactly where you'll be in 12 months time yeah, I mean, it's exactly what we said this morning on uh, the post, isn't it, on the on Instagram? Of, yeah, um, good picture, H. <laughs> you can't have results yeah. if you've got your excuses as well. You can't have both. One's got to be louder. It's results or excuses, exactly. What's going to yeah. be louder? What's going to be more apparent? What are you going to be applicable for? Mm. And what are you taking the, the choice over and taking control over? The excuses... All the results and you can't have both but your habits are going to form all of that okay so your habits are actually your excuses or your habits are your results there's no two ways of looking about it but what i will say is when we are making change when we are formulating a plan and formulating our daily uh, routines and formulating our success principles that work for you as a person okay start small Start small and start start getting something right and making sure that then that is sitting with you, that you can celebrate it, that you can actually experience what, what positivity it's giving you. Get that momentum going and then start layering it up. Keep it simple. Even if it is something as simple as what we've been saying about your hydration and your water or the people that you're spending your time around, just focus on one thing at a time and layer it up nicely. Yeah. Okay, get rid of the idea of, you know, you've got to wake up at five o'clock in the morning, you've got to do 16 gazillion things before 7am and then you're going to be successful. Well, you're not really because you're just whizzing through them. You're not you're not really exploring exactly what they're doing for you. You've not worked out whether that's going to be uh, conducive to your goals. You're not you've not got the awareness like Lauren pointed out in uh, point number one over, you know, is it helping you or hindering you? You're just doing it because you've been told that that is going to be your success habit. It's not at all. It is just that is a fallacy of a miracle morning. 
I, I know there's books over this and I know people do adopt this principle. It just doesn't sit right with me. A miracle morning, if you've got to do all those things before 7 a.m., is just it, it's just unnecessary overwhelm that nine times out of ten, a half of it has not really got anything that's conducive or constructive to you. You've said that to me for like two and a half, three years. I remember you saying that to me back when you were living in London and we were talking about it. I think I think it's really important that everyone understands that this stuff is personal and it's yeah. not about excuses it's not about picking and choosing the bits that you know fit with you know what you you know the easy bits it's not about just picking the easy bits but you know one of the big things that we've been talking about lots with clients a lot of one-on-one -on -one clients is sleep and rest and i know you've been dead vocal about how much you've been working on you know improving your sleep cycles and patterns like if you are not an early bird and then you're trying to push yourself into the miracle morning there's a really good chance by 10 11 o'clock you're going to be as flat as a pancake uh, and just feeling deflated and foggy and all of this other stuff versus going, hey, why don't you spend an hour before you go to bed? Because if you're a late, you know, a, what do they call that? Because I'm an early bird, the owls. If you're an owl, oh. um, you know, why don't you look at the other way and go, read 10 pages at nine o'clock, do your journaling before you go to bed, do your meditation and, or whatever, you know, it may be. But forcing yourself down a lane because you're like ticks box, everybody yeah. does this and it works. It's just not cookie cutter, one size fits all. It's got to be personal. But while we're talking about books, Helen, you mentioned the slight edge is a really yeah. good one for understanding habits. I mentioned Atomic Habits by James Clear. The reason I put... Have you read that one? Uh, I've read some of it, not all of it. Uh, I'll be honest, right? And just, just while we're on that topic, and this is another thing on how I read books, is yeah. I don't read a book cover to cover. No, no. That's a habit of mine, is because I yeah. think, well, if I Dying. take some yeah. principle out of it and then I move on. Yeah, yeah. So one of the things that I like about James Clear's um, whole take on habits is he's very human-like. So if you're, you know, someone who's like, I'm not a reader, I'm not someone who, like, you know, likes to read a book from cover to cover, um, I'm a bit methodical like that, I'm like, you know highlighter you know geeky like just the geek in me is is, is is high and that stuff but james clear is a really good one the other one uh, i don't know if we've ever talked about this um uh charles duhigg i think it's i'm never I'm never sure if i'm saying his name right uh, and it's just called the power of habit but that's a great one again of just understanding how much of our habits yeah. is pretty much how we run our life how we run our business how our you know whether we're on autopilot or whether we're in the driver's seat you know, there's there's loads of great information out there. The key is just not sitting under the blanket yeah. and not sitting in the darkness thinking, oh, you know, my habits are fine. And I'm like, mm, are they? Yeah. I, uh, I, another another good one that we can talk about all day long is high performance habits as well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Excuse me, but just, just remember, right, your habits aren't necessarily as clear cut as you would think. But remember, your habits formulate everything, okay? Your behaviours, your thought processes, your emotions, every single bit of your being is habitual. Okay, so remember everything that you're thinking is a habit. Yeah. Everything that you're doing or not doing is a habit. Your behaviours, your actions. The key thing is, is to follow the five things that we've said, have an awareness of it, think about what is constructive, put formulate a plan habits that are going to be working towards your goals it's going to be serving you and then you can take that forward then and you know start building it up start layering it up and put something of a constructive momentum uh, plan for you together I'm, big questions I'm, just going to and ask, I'm going to answer this one Helen and um, Niall I think you joined us later on and I talked about it in point one 
Um, so A, you can go back and watch us at the beginning, but yeah. it's sometimes it's a case of doing a habit tracker. So mm-hmm. now you're, you know, you're a coach, you coach sports, you work with, you know, lots of kids of different ages. You'll have a certain list of things that by each age group, you want them to be able to do. Um, I'm not going to pretend I know anything about football coaching here by pretending to give you some there. But say if you have a thing, um, like a list of three or five things in this age group, I need them to be able to pass the ball. I need them to be able to, you know, look to their right or left, you know, to their player. I'm just trying to think of my nephew on the football pitch here. But you'll have a list of things that are absolute must. Do that again with your own habits. So again, it's a case of, I think most of us know what habits are holding us back. And because we're all very similar, because there's more that keeps us together than keeps us apart, you know, a big habit for some people, scrolling on social media, standing on the sidelines, watching other people, uh, spending, you know, hours um, consuming rather than creating one habit. You know, another habit could be not opening um, emails, not responding to things, not going back and following up uh, an inquiry that you had to close the sale. So things that we know that are currently we're avoiding would be a habit that I would personally shine the light on and look at. But a habit tracker is great. But just look at three to five things and just track them 10 days, two weeks, a month. And it's just looking at a case of, you know, what did I track? What did I go well with? What did, what am I, what am I under my performance level with? And that's why it's very personal to everyone as an individual. Also, I would point out on that with your awareness, it's key to get other people involved. An external uh, entity that is uh, non uh, related emotionally and attached to anything that you're doing works vo- works like like instrumentally because it just puts that magnifying glass on it's got that different viewpoint and different perspective and you can see it's the same now as what Lauren's just been saying you can identify the habits in your in your students and your your kids on in, on the pitch in front of you you know that they might not be aware of it but you can identify it for them so always look at the external factor as well and, and, and obviously that's where coaching comes involved in, involved in in anything you've got golf coaches that are analyzing somebody's swing because they know how they they, they would go for habitually to to cue themselves up and line themselves up but then from an external factor they might not be aware of how much they're dipping their hip or the or the shoulder into the swing. Go on, Nate. I've had private golf lessons, you know. I know. I'm just I'm just laughing at you doing the actions and your bathroom. <laughs> right, right. Now right. we hope we hope we hope that's answered your question. We've hit one p.m. We promised we would hit our thirty minutes and uh, not keep yakking. Uh, we hope everyone's enjoying lunchtime live. As always, please let us know your feedback. Send us a DM. If there's people who you think would benefit from this video, watching it back later, um, please feel free to tag, share, and uh, let us know what you think. We really appreciate it. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Thanks for all your comments. Thanks for your questions. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the HEW podcast. For continued support, please subscribe using iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or SoundCloud. And if you've enjoyed the episode, please leave a five-star review on your download platform. Tune in for more value and more content the same time next week.